Hello and welcome, my fellow dual sport adventure brethren or ladies. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for stopping in and listening to the Radio 690 ADV. I'm Joe, your host. Hopefully, you're having a pretty good week this week. Um, your days are good. Maybe you're getting out. Maybe you're getting some riding time in. Uh, maybe the weather's not quite where you like it. But things are slowly starting to look up, at least a little bit. Um, hopefully, if things have been tough for you, hopefully, you know, that that's getting a little bit better for you. I know things are not perfect uh, today in this world with our pandemic that's going on and that we're having to deal with. I don't really want to talk about that because you're probably listening to this to escape that stuff and get yourself in a better frame of mind. Don't forget, hey, if this is your first time, man, please make sure that you subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 690ADV. And we have tons of videos and we also have lots of podcasts uh, that you can uh, listen to to kind of pass some time and take your mind off of things. Um, we have a hundred and something podcasts and we have 300 and something videos on our YouTube channel. Everything from help all the way to, uh, you know, fixing stuff to reviews to motorcycles, you know, what to maybe look for, what not to look for. And don't forget, you can always hit me up at 690ADV at gmail.com. Ask me any questions that you like about maybe a bike or gear or camping, where to go, any of that type of stuff. I'm here for you and I'll do the best I can to help you out, especially for all those new and intermediate riders and all of those street riders that are maybe coming over from Harleys and those street race bikes. On to today's podcast, we're going to talk about really what are the actual true differences between the dual sport and the adventure motorcycle. So people really know what the difference is between those two motorcycles. There is a difference. They are not the same. And even though they both can kind of do the same thing, they have different intentions when they are being built from the manufacturers. So if you're coming over from a street side, like maybe a Harley Davidson, or if you're coming over from like maybe a uh, CBR uh, 650 or a 600 or one of those little race bikes or whatever, or maybe you're just a uh, guy that rides dirt bikes in his backyard or on his little farm or something like that, and you're like, you know what, I would really like to get into this stuff. Well, there are differences between the two. We'll start off with the adventure motorcycle side. Um, and hopefully this will close or enlighten or give the information. And if you're listening to this and you can make a comment down below, uh, please don't forget Put it down below for other riders and stuff like that because there's so many new riders that are coming into the sport right now and it's growing like crazy and we're getting all these different motorcycle choices and stuff so hopefully this will maybe close the gap and help you decide if you're looking to get a motorcycle maybe which direction to go well adventure motorcycles or adventure touring motorcycles as they like to say they are basically they start off uh, the first thing is the road or the street. Well, adventure motorcycles and dual sport motorcycles alike have an upright seat position. They are basically built so that you sit up, so you're not hunched over, but you're also not just, 
you know, kind of like straight up in the air or you, you know, you have like the banana handlebars or whatever. It's a very nice upright and very comfortable riding position. Both bikes are set up that way, which is really, really nice uh, when you want to get out and you want to ride. So that being said, back into the adventure touring or adventure uh, motorcycles, they are basically street first is the way that they've been basically started out. They start out as a street machine and then basically from there, they move over from that into the dirt side. So with the street being first, let's talk about that. What makes it the street side of that motorcycle? Well, the first thing that, th that they do is uh, most adventure motorcycles are twin cylinders. Now there are some that are single cylinder, uh, but they're slowly kind of becoming extinct. They're not being really made anymore. Um, they are twins because the twins are much smoother. They're kind of like, you know, the, the, the crotch rockets and stuff like that. They don't have a lot of vibration and a lot of buzz. So you don't get a lot of numbness in the hands from the handlebars and also in the rear end, you know, your rear end <laughs> to be exact uh, when you're riding. And they also, they focus on comfort. So basically, uh, the seats are usually really, really nice right out of the gate. Most of them are like my BMW that I had and my Suzuki V-Strom that I had. Uh, they are, they're, they're really pretty comfortable right out of the gate. They're not super, um, super uncomfortable. You can do pretty good long stints on the highway with those things. And um, they, they're, they're just really nice and they're fun to ride. They're a lot like your other road bikes. So the seats are pretty comfortable. Also, they come with a lot of extra, especially in today's uh, adventure uh, touring motorcycles, they come with a lot of added features that you can get on these bikes, which is really nice, like from uh, an extended windscreen, uh, gets the air up over the head so you don't get a lot of buffeting, so you don't get neck fatigue, uh, heated grips, cruise control, uh, heated seats now, uh, what else, you know, I mean, it's just, it, and the list goes on and on and on, you know, you can get them with, uh, uh, grip guards or hand guards, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do with it, but with them being built for the street, that's what they're made. They're made for carrying luggage, extra weight, maybe your girlfriend or your wife. They have, uh, much more stiffer suspension or plush suspension so that you can carry more gear, a second passenger or something like that so that you can get out and you can tour with your girl or whatever. Now with all these extra with suspension in the front and the rear that are made to hold lots of weight, in turn, those bikes are basically, guess what? They're not light. They are heavy, okay? They're gonna somewhere, even on the high end, they're, you know, on the low end, they're gonna, I'm sorry, the low end side of the weight, they're gonna be about mid 400s, all the way up to about 600 pounds. Now, this is basically gonna be, most of the time, a dry weight, and then they go up from there. Then you gotta find out how much fuel's on the bike, how much oil goes into the bike. So when they're all loaded out, depending on how many gallons or whatever, like I said, you're gonna be somewhere between five and six, you know, low 600s. 
Then you have your gear. What kind of gear are you going to put on that bike? Well, these adventure bikes are really set up for a pannier system. Most of them, you get some guys that like to run soft luggage. I don't want to get into the luggage side. We're going to do some podcasts on luggage. What's a good choice? What to think about if you're going to go out and you're going to adventure travel. And also best bang for buck for what you're going to get when you spend your own money. Now, they'll hold the panniers. You'll see them with the boxes on the side at the rear. You'll see the top boxes on the back. You'll see them with tank bags that go over the tank. You know, you'll see all that stuff. So you can put all your, your, your gear in there from clothes to, you know, your uh, extra like shoes to uh, cooking and uh, all that stuff. We'll, we'll, we can get into something a little long down the line on, you know, the stuff that you can pack because I'd like to do a series on actually what to think about to pack to go on an adventure trip. But those bikes right there plus you can have a second passenger. Now, when it comes to the off-road on these bikes, the first key that you need to truly keep in mind, what kind of dirt riding do you want to do? A lot of people see these YouTube channels and they see the YouTube and they'll see these big bikes going off-road. What they don't show you is all of the misery that went to you to get to some of these fantastic places that you see when you're off-road on these adventure bikes. And with them being at the high 400s all the way to 600 pounds with not any gear on them, and then you start putting gear on them, they get quite heavy real fast. So what happens is we call it the white knuckle effect. It's just basically you're gripping really hard and you're going on these, these, you know, washed out roads and you're going at sheer, you know, you're going up at, you know, at, at 15 degree, you know, uh, centigrade when you're going up. And it just gets a little weird because the bikes are so heavy. If they're not under power, they, you really get to feel that all the way around in your body. So you're really getting a workout because that bike, you're having to muscle it around. So what the bikes were actually intended for from the manufacturer, very light gravel road, scree road, and fire road. My personal opinion, they're not going to just sit there and write this down. You see these professional riders on these dual sport adventure bikes and they're wheeling, they're jumping over rocks and logs and stuff. I'm sorry, but you can't do that. I don't want to ruin your day or hurt your feelings or anything like that. Just because they can do it, they're pushing these bikes to the limit for sales tactics. That's what they're for. They're for sales. People get excited, they see that stuff, and they just literally like, I can do that. Um, I tell you what, go get on that bike and let me put a 12-inch diameter log and I want you to hop over it and see how that works out. Odds are you're going down. I'm just going to be honest with you. So, light off-road is what the adventure bikes are really made for. So keep that in mind. You have lots of weight, you have gear if you plan on camping with it. Uh, off the beaten path, that's usually what we like to do. So you're lugging all this stuff. So whatever you pack, you have to take with you. So if you have 50 pounds of gear, plus you have a bike that's 545 pounds, you are sitting at 600 pounds and you're lugging that around off-road. Keep that in mind. Bikes get big really fast, really quick, and they get very, once your mental side gets out of whack, it's really hard to get it back. So. Adventure touring motorcycles or dual sport adventure traveling motorcycles. What are some of those bikes? Let's just start on the BMW. The BMW 850, 800, uh, the 1200s. 
KTM, you've got the uh, 790, 890, 1090, 1190, 1290, uh, Suzuki, the V-Strom series, the 650, the 1000. I mean, the list goes on and on and on that are out there, you know. So just pay attention. First things that you want to look for in that bike, if you want to know what they weigh, also understand that when you see these weights that are on there, know that they are usually dry weight. That's without any fuel. So gas weighs somewhere right at about eight pounds per gallon. So, you know, if it's four gallons, eight times, you know, four is what, you know, <laughs> 32. So that's 32 pounds of fuel that's going to be on that bike. Plus you got oil and all that stuff. So just kind of keep that in mind. You know, I don't want to sit there and, and, and throw you away if you, if you want an adventure tour. Just understand that some of these really epic, beautiful places that you see on YouTube, uh, that these guys go and drive their adventure motorcycles, they don't really talk about the mental and the physical it took to get to that location. So know that going into. Let's jump over to the dual sport motorcycles. Now dual sport motorcycles are the exact opposite of the adventure touring motorcycles. Dirt first, road second. And with that being said, they really try to focus on, try to keep it as much as a dirt bike as possible, but still will pass emissions and allow you to get on the street and get from basically home to trail or to wherever you're going to, to get to the dirt. That's really what it's built around. Getting from where you're at, getting yourself into the dirt and staying in the dirt as much as possible. So the thing is, is everybody wants this unicorn motorcycle that's perfect on the road and perfect off-road. It doesn't exist right now. Um, there's, there's some that are close, but it's, it just does not exist. So the dual sport side, if you look at them and just give you some examples of some dual sport motorcycles, since we're kind of on the topic of manufacturers that make the dual sport motorcycles that are out there today that you can look at. I mean, God, they range all over the board. There's so many choices these days for you to look at. You have from the Suzuki series, which is the DR400. You have the DR650, the DR200. Um, then you go over to Honda. Honda's all across the board, man. You have, you know, uh, the CRF, the 250, the 250 Rally. Now the CRF 300 and the 300 Rally and the CRF 450L. Those are all dual sport motorcycles. And if you look at those and if you go look them up, what do they look like? They look like dirt bikes, but they've got blinkers, they've got mirrors, they have horns, they have electric start, they have speedometers, they have everything on those to get you to where you want to go. Now, it goes beyond that. Then you got the KTM series, and then you got, I mean, just Yamaha, and then all the other ones. I don't want to get into every motorcycle that's out there. You can go look those up on your own, but keep in mind, when you look at these bikes, they look like dirt bikes, they, and they're, most of them are tall. So if you're a short person, keep in mind, don't complain about how tall a bike is. Nobody cares. Figure out how to make that motorcycle work for you. That's the goal. You get so many people that are like, I can't get that bike because I'm, I'm, I'm too short. If you really want that motorcycle, you're going to figure it out. If you can't figure it out, then it's just obviously not the bike for you. So, dual sport motorcycles come in all different flavors. 
all the way from high performance uh, dual sport enduros all the way down to just standard dual sports. Okay. Now a KTM 690 that I ride and a KTM 500 going over into a DR400 or a DR650, they're completely different animals. The KTM side, very high performance, lots of power, lots of clearance, lots of giddy up, lots of, you know, the, the suspensions are just, they're, 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 they're second to none, you know, and the braking system, the same thing. Jump over to the Suzuki, like the DR side or the Honda XR. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just randomly throwing motorcycles out there. Great bikes, durable, reliable, KTM, very reliable, but the suspension on the on the Suzuki DR or even the Honda XR, there it's 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 apples and oranges compared to the KTM. But what happens when you get into those two sides of the bikes? Cost. You got to pay to play. That's the way it works. So basically, what you need to find out: a) what is your skill level, and b) how much do you really want to spend to do what you want to do. And the other thing is too: do your research because research is king. I've always said that a million times. Find what's going to work for you. Get a piece of paper, write down what you want to do, and then build the bike around what you want to do. If you want to be in the dirt a lot and you want to do single track or you want to do some tight, you know, uh, uh, Jeep passes and you want to do some pretty good technical stuff, you know, Make sure you get the right bike for that. If you have any questions or something, you can hit me up at 690ADV at gmail.com and I'll do my best to point you in the right track. But the Honda CRF250L is not going to be the same as, you know, the uh, DRZ400, you know. Just know what you're getting into before you go and pick your bike. If you want to do local commuting, but yet you want to get off-road, then you don't need a KTM 690 or, uh, you know, a, a gas gas, you know, 300 or this, you know, you don't need one of those high performance bikes. You just need a nice, fun, fantastic, like a CRF 250L or a DRZ 400. You know, these bikes are going to do just fine for you if you're commuting around town and you just want to get off road. But if you want to do some serious stuff, then you might want to look into the high performance side. So, now that we know that they can do the off-road very well, almost all of them, some better than others, keep that in mind. What about the street? Well, <laughs> I hate to break the news to everybody, but the dual sport motorcycles, they just do the road. How's that? <laughs> they're, they're, they're not amazing. They're not fantastically and fun. What I like to tell everybody, it all boils down to mindset. If you can get your mind wrapped around it, you can do everything. I've done 250 miles and basically on basically a quick gas and go, you know, on my KTM. Was it great? No, not really. But I have an upgraded seat, you know. Um, I have basically upgraded grips. I have, you know, I have a uh, steering stabilizer. I have certain things to make my street as enjoyable as possible. And it's not all that great, to be honest with you. But it's not all that horrible either. It's not going to be as comfy as a GS800 or a KTM 1090 or any of those adventure touring motorcycles by any stretch of the imagination. They're going to be so comfortable 
on the road versus my KTM 690 or my CRF250L. But understand, when we get off-road, who's the king? I don't care who you are. You're not going to have a BMW 850 GS and I've got a KTM 690 and we're going to be off-road and you're even remotely going to be able to hang with me. It's not going to happen. I'm going to wheelie past you. I'm going to be able to jump my bike. I'm going to be able to log hop, rock hop. I'm going to be able to go through ruts over rock, stone, everything a hundred times better than that big old giant heavy bike. It's just, that's just the way it is. And it, there's just no way around it because they are built completely differently. So make sure you keep that in mind whenever you're doing it. If your heart is in the dirt, go with dual sport. If your heart is on the road, but you just want to see some stuff off-road, get an adventure bike. Know the differences between the two because they're not the same and they are not. You Here's the deal. I can do a thousand miles on my KTM. I will be absolutely miserable. It will not be fun. I'll have to get my head totally in the game and wrapped around it to actually punch those miles and get it done. On the other side, I'm not going to be able to really do black. I mean, some of these Jeep passes in Colorado and stuff up in Moab and all these things that you see these big adventure bikes on, you can do it. You're going to be, you're not, it's not fun. Um, it's, it's just short of miserable. You're just trying to get from point A to point B off-road and this technical stuff. Um, you're going to drop your bike. Um, you'll be at elevation and uh, you can't hardly breathe. Uh, because you're working it, you're like in the gym, then you have to lift a 550 pound motorcycle up multiple times. Sometimes you have to take breaks because you can't even pick your bike up because you're so out of breath. I don't want to ruin this for you. I'm just giving you reality checks on what it is, you know? So, but then, you know, this is a bigger bike off-road, just really not that much fun unless it's very nice and easy and not very technical. Uh, but on the road, man, you're the king. You're blazing, you're going 80 miles an hour, you're 90 miles an hour, and you're super happy, and everything's fantastic and everything. And then on the dual sport side, on the road, you're like, man, you're you're you're, you're sliding your butt cheeks over, trying to get that out, you know, the, to, to, to get the pain out. Um, you know, your back's hurting a little bit, you know, from the way that you're sitting, you know, uh, the wind's blowing you around. You know, but when you get off road, oh man, it's all smiles and grins, man. You're getting a rooster tail, you know, you're going over big rocks and logs and all that stuff. And it's just super fantastic and fun. So you're not going to get the best of both worlds. It's not going to happen, you know, unless you're only doing like say, uh, 50, 75 to a hundred mile day on your dual sport. That's the only way it's going to be great on the asphalt. Now that's asphalt, not off road, off road. You can go all day and it's, 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 it's not too bad. So, but those are truly the differences between your adventure touring motorcycles and your dual sport motorcycles. So as long as you know the difference between the two, then you're going to do really well when you figure out what motorcycle that you're going to want. And that's the other thing, you know, just, just make sure that, you know, you really, really dial in what you're looking for before you pull the trigger and go spend your hard earned money. There's nothing worse than just seeing something and go, man, that's the coolest looking bike ever going and buying it and dumping 12, 14 grand for an adventure bike. When in all honesty, you really should have got a dual sport motorcycle. That's all food for thought. Anyway, Hey, Thanks for stopping in and listening to the podcast on the Radio 690 ADV. And like I said, I'm Joe, your host. And don't forget, you can hit me up at 690 ADV at Gmail anytime. 
and I'll help you out the best I can because that's really what it's all about. You know, it's about helping other riders and getting other riders into the sport and getting things going and just putting a big old smile on your face, man, because that's really, truly what it's all about. It's all about smiles and happiness. And I don't care if you're uh, a young man, a full-grown man, a grandpa, to uh, to a teenage girl, to, uh, you know, a full-blown woman. I don't care, man. Just get out and ride, man. Life's too short to sit there and put labels on things and to uh, to bash people you know, and uh, uh, think that we're just basically, we're know-it-alls. I appreciate you. Don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, hit that subscribe button. And also, don't forget our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 690ADV. Anyway, hey, you know what? I appreciate you so much. You guys have a fantastic day. And uh, you know what? We'll catch you on the next podcast. You guys, be safe. 690 out. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.